In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 83rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are coming off a 34-29 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sunday afternoon at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They needed a stand at the end to pull out the victory. Jameis Winston went forward on a scramble play, then pitched it out to Mike Adams. Looked like he was trying to get it to Humphreys. And then Adams tried to get it up. Evans tried to get it outside to Deshaun. Deshaun Jackson, who looked like he had a clear path, but there were four Falcons stalking him. But it was a uh, a bizarre play, a bizarre way to end the game. But the Falcons needed, uh, got a much needed win to get back in the win column. Two and four with the New York Giants coming to town, and then uh, the bye week for the Falcons. So here today in the 83rd episode, we're going to talk about some key stats from that win. We'll hear from Dan Quinn, Matt Ryan, DeMonte Casey, and then finish with some thoughts about the defense and look at the schedule as you're moving forward. Here, uh, stats from the game. Julio Jones, 10 for 143 yards. Austin Hooper. Came up big with nine catches for 71 yards and one touchdown. Wasn't available in the locker room again, according to several of my media members. We'll investigate that. Uh, fans want to hear from folks when they're doing good. So uh, we'll, we'll find out what his story is and uh, uh, make him a, see if we can get him available here in the future for you. Linebacker Foyer Olakon, nine tackles, led the defense there. The offensive line, bounce back game, one sack, six hits, uh, down from uh, the Pittsburgh game where they gave up six sacks and 11 hits. However, the line could not pick up a yard again when they needed it and made this thing uh, bizarre at the end. May have cost the team punter, excuse me, kicker, Matt Bryant, who had to come on and kick a 57-yard field goal when they couldn't get a, a yard. Uh, well, you know, that was a Super Bowl lesson. They haven't learned it. They still they couldn't get a yard last year. And this outside zone scheme is um, not conducive to playing power football. Therefore, we have a 57-yard field goal where the kicker kicks his leg out. Don't expect him, uh, you know, to have good injury news there. But, uh, you know, couldn't get the yard, so we have the bizarre ending. Defense, Brian Poole had six tackles. He was second with one INT. DeMonte Casey had five and one INT. Yes, the stat wrap-up from the game. Let's hear from Dan Quinn. Um, you know, in that moment, that's exactly who he is. And uh, definitely one of the most mentally tough uh, players, you know, that I've had the, the chance to coach, so... A lot of respect for him. So I uh, said so today was about everyone. It was all hands on deck, and it was going to take all day. And uh, certainly glad to see those two. So we're glad to open up for your questions today. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, Coach, what did you say to the team after getting uh, your, your second win of the season today? Well, just heading in, we knew uh, for this week what it was going to take, and uh, we knew it was all our chips were going to be in, uh, the preparation, the mindset, and so we said uh, it's pretty cool when it's everybody's involved in the win and uh, when you keep fighting and keep battling for it. So um, I thought it was an excellent team win today. Um, and there was a number of different guys that stepped up, and that's what happens. Injuries come down, a couple receivers are out, other men stepped up. Uh, defensively, I thought, uh, you know, different guys just having to battle and go through uh, excellent team win is what I told him. Hey, Coach, uh, sick about Justin Hardy setting up today for Flamo and Cal out there. Also got Gage catching balls out there. Marvin Hall coming. Talk about those guys. Are they ready to come out today? Yeah, they were, you know, really I thought uh, it shows the depth of the group. And uh, I thought it was another excellent performance by uh, Austin Hooper. And uh, sometimes when certain coverage may go to one player, uh, other opportunities are there. And uh, he is certainly nailing them. I think if you look back um, all the way through the offseason, I had told you about the work that Matt uh, and Austin had put in, you know, prior to Matt having the kids and, you know, all the time they spent together. Uh, he would keep calling them and keep going out over to the high school and throwing with them. And so that connection you see is very strong. But uh, I was really pleased with the depth. Uh, Russell Gage had a critical, you know, first down conversion. So um, all of them have a role. All of them are counted on. And uh, I think it shows the depth of the group. Um, and certainly, uh, you know, we're proud of that. Uh, Coach, what was you all's rationale at the end there to go ahead and kick the field goal uh, instead of trying to maybe get the first down? Or just what y'all walk, talk through uh, there? Yeah, there's a couple options there. The first one, uh, to see if we could draw them off sides. Um, mm -hmm. We thought, uh, you know, we'd get into a big group and see if uh, we could use some cadence here at home. Uh, that didn't work. So we went uh, <laughs> right into a third down plan to see if we could get that first down. If we get it there, uh, that game's, you know, done. Um, we didn't get any yards on it, and I thought it was far enough away that, uh, you know, the risk of going for another one, if they did jam us up and play zero, um, that it was worth the risk. Uh, we count on that in those moments, and we knew that the kick would put us up by a score, and so it was just a difference of uh, going for it to see if they win it right there, or to get the kick uh, and be ahead, so we didn't want to leave ourselves, um, you know, only 20-some yards short, uh, just up two know, the way their offense was able to throw it and some of the playmakers that they had. So uh, that was the rationale behind it. And uh, Matt uh, hit it beautifully. There's Coach Dan Quinn going over some of the key points from the game yesterday. Uh, let's move over to Matt Ryan, who threw his 273rd and 74th, well, actually 72nd, 73rd, and 74th touchdown pass yesterday to move past Joe Montana on the all-time passing list. Here's Matt Ryan. Um, how does it feel to get back in the win column here? Feels good. You know, obviously, you know, we put in all the hard work during the week uh, and prepare ourselves in order to get a win. And so uh, it feels it feels good. It was hard fought. You know, obviously, division games are, are always going to be like that. But proud of the way that the guys battled and competed for four quarters. And then you had three touchdowns there. Y'all would get the halftime lead. And, uh, you know, what was working for you in that part of the game? I thought we started fast and came out and were able to kind of use a lot of different facets of our, of our pass game, whether it be screens, whether it be play action pass, just drop back, uh, slipping in some runs. I thought uh, we did a nice job with that early. And that was huge. I mean, getting off and, and, and kind of getting going uh, was important. But the points right before halftime, those are always critical. Uh, you know, when you can walk away, getting the field goal in that situation, um, it creates momentum. I thought we were a little 
inconsistent in the third quarter. Uh, but when the finish time came, when we had opportunities in the fourth quarter, I thought we did a nice job. And in the last drive, uh, Coach said you all were trying to do some things on third down and uh, then had to settle for the field goal. What were, what were you all hoping to get accomplished there? Um, well, we were hoping to get a yard. That's, that's, that's what we were hoping for. Uh, you know, trying to, to figure out a way, uh, you know, whether you're going to jump or whether to run it, we were trying to figure out a way to get that first. Uh, fell a little bit short there, but um, ultimately it was a good job done. Great kick from Matt uh, at the end of the game to nail it. Matt, once again, now a big play with your legs, 39. You make the big 12-yard run, taking on some guys from Tampa Bay. Uh, are we going to see some more uh, RPO action for you, sir? Uh, no, just, you know, when you need to. Um, you know, I think sometimes when they cover well, uh, ability to extend a play, to be able to create, you know, a late pass or to kind of use your legs to try and get a first down. I feel like it's it's something that you know, I've always tried to do, and um, it came at a critical time today. Now, are you aware that you... Matt Ryan... On a few things yesterday, that big third down that they couldn't pick up and then had to kick the 57-yarder, had him explain that. He said, hey, we were just trying to get a yard. Uh, no doubt, they couldn't do it. And then, uh, you know, the um, the big scramble there might have been the play of the game for him. It's third and nine, and they got to score a touchdown. Tampa Bay stormed back into the game, almost tied it up with a two-point conversion. It's 24-22. Uh, the drive's about to die. He breaks out of the pocket on third and nine and, and uh, runs through a couple defenders to get 13 yards. He knew exactly where he had to go. Uh, that's not what they want to see out of this offense, but Matt got it done some kind of way yesterday, and uh, a lot of guys pitched in with uh, big-time efforts. To you know, They were desperate. They needed a win. And one of those guys who's coming along just fine at free safety is DeMonte Casey. Uh, I wasn't there for everything, but uh, supposedly uh, – He's got the, the green dot now and uh, also is, uh, had Rico drawn up plays for him at halftime here. But here's a little bit on DeMonte Casey, this free safety. What did you see on that very final play? Um, on, the, on the interception? No, on the uh, the Jameis sneak and the laterals. Um, we knew it was a lateral at the end of the day. We saw him run, so he had the lateral. So it went out of bounds. You know, a lot of stress for you, man. But that's how to play pass, though. Yeah, we have to play pass. Why you put Julio That's not a play I've seen before. Did you yeah. guys have that in mind or something? No, that I thought that was going to pass it. I thought that was going to pass it. Honestly. When you first saw that he's running it, what goes through your mind? Does it right away react? Is it, oh my gosh, they're doing this? Uh, what's going on in my mind is go try to pull up on the quarterback. You know, don't get a fine. Don't hit him. So that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, second they half, they were able to win, though, didn't they? I mean, you guys all needed to win. Oh, we needed to win. Oh my God, I wake up tomorrow. You know, happy. Instead of stress, man. I've been depressed for the past three, four weeks, man. Demonte Casey, he's happy. He said he's been depressed for the last three or four weeks. He's going to wake up happy today. Uh, He did not... you know, he's going to wake up happy today because uh, he hadn't been happy here in the last few weeks. Now, let's look at uh, the schedule and uh, talk about the defense here because they um, it's a pattern developing. I think they, uh, uh, you know, just got to hold on here for three games and maybe you get Deion Jones back for Dallas. But they got the Giants coming up on Monday Night Football here, October 22nd at Washington, November 4th. Uh, I consider Alex Smith dangerous. He can cut uh, this defense up. 
Um, Cleveland, at Cleveland, Baker, Mayfield, November the 11th. Then Dallas, maybe they got some answers yesterday and beating Jacksonville 40-7. to They'll come in here on November the 18th. So, uh, you know, you could run the table there. That's nothing, uh, that's not a uh, murder's row there. Run the table, you're 6-4 and four with 10 games left. Dion's back on defense. Hey, season saved. Uh, we'll see how uh, work how it works out. But on defense, a couple things have got to happen. I just went back. Uh, the pattern is that they only stop people four times, most. Uh, you know, uh, a game. So you know, out of ten possessions. Uh, you know, nine or ten possessions, they got to get that, those numbers down. Uh, you know, against Tampa Bay, they stopped them uh, four times, two punts, two interceptions. Uh, they scored on five or nine possessions, threatening on two others, interception in the end zone and uh, interception at the one, and then the scramble play at the end. So they stopped them, but it was, you know, a bend but not break effort. Steelers, uh, four times, only four stops in that game, three punts in the INT, five touchdowns. Bengals, three stops. They scored on six or nine possessions, five touchdowns. So two punts, one uh, INT, one of the punts was blocked. So that was a good one. The defense offense couldn't capitalize on it, but uh, they didn't capitalize on the interceptions yesterday either, but they got to work on that. Uh, the Saints, they they uh, really push it. Twelve possessions, they really do that better than a lot of teams in the league. Eight scores, five touchdowns, three field goals. Uh, did get four points out of that one. Carolina was four of nine, uh, four punts and one INT. So that was their best game. No idea they won that. Uh, and then Philly is, uh, you know, that was three scores out of ten. Uh, possession, six punts, one INT, but that was before everybody started getting hurt. So, uh, I don't know. The, the the improvement was very incremental. You know, still some missed tackles there. Uh, they got off the field at the end, got off the field uh, with the pool interception in the end zone and the KZ one at the five on a deep ball. Uh, so, that was good. And then they got off on the scramble play. And uh, then he got two punts there early in the game. Forced two punts. Actually had a three and out. Got to get more of those. You want that to be two of nine. One of nine, three of nine. Uh, then the offense doesn't have to go out and score 34, 35 points to win the game. That worked against Tampa Bay. Probably could work against the Giants. Their offensive line's horrible. But they certainly have a capable quarterback if they give him time. And Saquon Barkley's going to be a low to tackle. Redskins, uh, you know, Alex Smith, a respected veteran, didn't look good uh, in the Monday night game against the Saints, but he's very capable. Cleveland, um, you know, the hype around Baker Mayfield is going to wear off as teams get tape on him. Uh, maybe the Falcons get to see Tyrod Taylor uh, by November the 11th. Then the Cowboys, you know, the same thing. They're going to have to tackle in the run game there, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, and cover Cole Beasley in the slot. So one thing became obvious uh, was that the um, Bucks tried to isolate Brian Poole a lot. A lot of teams are throwing at him. 
By the Dallas game, he's going to have to hold up a little bit better against Cole Beasley. That's the only uh, receiver that could hurt you in that game. So, uh, you know, they've got some things to work on. They know it. Uh, but, hey, there's a path to respectability after the 1-4 and four start. And it starts on Monday night against the New York Giants. We're going to wrap it up here with the 83rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. This is the Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution wrapping up the 83rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.